0: everyone welcome to the I don't know show with Joe I'm Joe and I don't know much about meditation and how it can be used effectively to manage addiction but my guest Alex Hirschfield does Alex thank you for
1: joining the show. It's a, an honor to be here honestly uh, I'm so excited to go over all the topics and uh, maybe make this conversation a uh, elevation of your consciousness. That sounds
0: amazing what uh what got you interested in this topic
1: well a lot of things I had a lo- like a very long search for the right faith and uh, for spirituality i believe I went through many many religions and uh, I you know tried to learn many many philosophies and put them in practice mm-hmm. and um, I found out that meditation used to help with almost anything Mm -hmm. really if you put your mind to it it will help with anything you can imagine um doesn't cure some diseases but uh it definitely helps with emotions with your mind uh with what you want to do in life right and uh in understanding a little bit the relationship in between the external and the internal Mm hmm
0: okay that's really cool so uh, along your journey of of different religions and philosophy i guess would you say that meditation was maybe a common theme between them that uh was kind of like grounding or is it something you discovered along the way so
1: i noticed that all the relation all the all the religions that incorporate uh deep and uh understanding of like your own body your your bodily sensations like uh such as buddhism with their breathing techniques or shamanism with their intoxicating uh mm-hmm. cocktails right. or whatever you want to call them uh, those those two different spiritualities are very interlinked with the body and with the aspects of being human which uh are like the body, the mind, and uh, what would be the soul, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Of course, many religions use different names for it, for the soul or the body or whatever. Yeah. But uh, all these religions that have that feel to it, Mm -hmm. they all revolve around meditation or they use the meditation to achieve... Higher states of mind mm-hmm. Maybe improved healing And other things
0: Yeah Awesome So I know uh, You've been reading this book uh, It's called In Español Hacia la paz Hacia la paz interior, interior.
1: Towards inner peace By an, uh, Who's the author? Thich Thic, uh, Nan Han Tich Nan Han He was a Uh he was a a uh here you can have this it's like a little of notes he was a monk uh huh he was born in vietnam uh huh and he actually came here to america uh huh uh he was a follower of the dalai lama uh huh and he was once once he came here to america actually the the conflict in Vietnam in his home country home country started mm-hmm so um thank you
0: yeah so
1: yeah uh, he he was uh, after he found out he traveled to Vietnam and he was extremely uh, active in like the UN politics geopolitics like this guy as a buddhist you know buddhist you imagine them they're doing just meditating and right just doing nothing right but no this guy was super super active uh-huh and he he uh arguably he changed the course of history um in what ways in what ways like he he i bl- have a deep belief that he influenced people that were very popular with like humanitarian crisis in Mm -hmm. in America like racism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like for example Martin Luther King was like a friend of this guy
0: oh okay cool Uh,
1: in fact Martin Luther King even described Tejstan Ha as his brother Mm -hmm. right so like imagine the, the, the type of personality that you have to be to be around these influential people in america and uh bring that to other places as well yeah you know multicultural and super super like what do you say how you influence people yeah like right
0: uh that's amazing martin luther king's a, a a big hero of mine so that's cool uh this guy was involved is that rare for the these um, monks um to be involved in in these types of causes like you said like not just uh you know in in vietnam by themselves meditating is that rare for them to kind of get involved in, in they
1: were they were involved in in like uh like individual like monks have protested before for world peace um a lot of them have done it either too passively Mm-hmm. Or too aggressively. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> some monks burned themselves.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, you remember that? Yeah. That that was he. That was way too aggressive. <laughs> uh, some monks just you know write poetry like Tenzin Ha did this and, uh-huh. and other monks did as well that didn't resonate with a lot of people, at least here in the West. And he Tenzin Ha What's rare about him is that. He 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 moved his his you know he moved from his country to another country just just with the purpose of you know influencing like mm-hmm. this is like rare for like monks it's, yeah. it's not it's not common and he actually managed to he he was in several protests in Vietnam he managed to mobilize ten thousand buddhist monks nice to protest in vietnam against the war like in situations where like you know people were fighting and Mm -hmm. like things were out of control like these monks would like peacefully protest Mm -hmm. so they would sit in between the opposing parties like the people in villages or like the local military or whatever and these were like the protest uh but the reason why I think he changed history is because mobilizing 10,000 monks that's no joke yeah right and uh that's that's just who this guy is nice right?
0: how how did you find out about this guy and this book what
1: what uh how were you introduced to it so i was already like really into like meditation and spirituality but then uh I, uh, I started becoming really nice, you know, I started to read and, uh, my mom's into yoga. Mm-hmm. I th- she's a yoga lady mm-hmm. and she gave me this book. I had no idea she read these things cause uh-huh. I was super into these things, but she gave it to me and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll take it. I'll give it a look. And it really, really has helped me. And it has wow. given me, I, I guess like a deeper, uh, perspective on the world i guess
0: that's amazing that's really that's really great um so um so this book does does this book talk about uh using meditation uh for addiction or is that kind of your interpretation of it
1: that's one of the takeaways Uh that's a very the most important takeaway that i have taken out that's that's one but he actually talks about a message mm-hmm. of uh, many things, world peace, inner peace, how we're supposed to, what, what, what our relationship in between the mind and our emotions should be, mm-hmm. how to influence them, not control them because they're not controllable, uh, just influence them in the right way so we can harmonize with the mind, the body, and uh, in turn, elevate the soul mm-hmm. So how how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? Well, that's a good, excellent question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, in Buddhist like meditations and breathing exercises, there's always a paradox. It's kind of paradoxical sometimes, but in the end, when you breathe and you do it yourself, you kind of just end up understanding because it's kind of something you just do and you kind of find like understand better but Mm -hmm. basically what it says is that aspects like emotions and the mind are kind of like being a dark room Mm -hmm. with like let's say an animal that you don't know what it is right yeah you don't know what it is and you have a flashlight the consciousness your mind your mind's eye is the flashlight Mm -hmm. when you shine this light upon the animal freezes in place like Mm -hmm. it's on headlights right that's the relationship sort of in between the consciousness and your emotions Mm -hmm. how these this consciousness and the emotions interact that's where your thoughts come in Mm -hmm. that's up to you to you know kind of handle these emotions the right way Uh, do you want me to give you an example yeah definitely so, let's say somebody is angry, right? Because of X or Y or you feel out of place or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, he says that pushing those feelings away are actually like, it's horrible mm-hmm. because the emotions essentially will come back at you. Right. Because they'll do, they're just autonomous. They do their own thing. If you try to stop them, they'll just do it anyway. Right. Right? But basically, he says what we have to do is to observe emotions, Mm -hmm. to analyze them, to temporarily separate yourself from them so you can rationalize it better. And then when you feel ready to reunite yourself Mm -hmm. with these emotions, once you rationalize them enough and you feel like you're ready to accept that part of you and it's incredible how how efficient it is it's like it's life changing to be honest yeah
0: yeah that's amazing uh, is that kind of like uh, stoicism or is that uh, you think distinct
1: I think stoicism is more about letting go mm-hmm. less than it is about Embracing mm-hmm. yourself Or that There are some aspects Similar In stoicism But it's not necessarily It's its a similar philosophy For different things Right Right, right. So for this It's just uh, the emotions And for stoicism It's like more like Material things Uh huh Right If uh, you break a cup You kind of have to be like Oh well You know Not to be emotionally Attached to the material Mm hmm With this, it's more like I must merge with my feelings. But before I merge with my feelings and embrace myself, I have to rationalize this part of me that is in conflict with myself. Right. And therefore, in conflict with the outside world. Right.
0: Love it. So then what's the connection between that and... Addiction and I think uh, specifically social media addiction uh, is what you wanted to focus on, right?
1: Yes so What what can what I believe deeply believe that the relationship between meditation and addiction is is that addiction usually comes from avoidance Mm -hmm. You find yourself scrolling and and you're like, oh my god. I don't want to go to this place, right? Uh Or, oh, my God, I feel horrible. I'll just hop onto social media for a little bit. And then one hour passes. Uh Two hour passes. This is addiction. Uh That's social media. But that also manifests with drugs and uh, food and even exercise, believe it or not. Yeah. Which is a healthier addiction. Right. Right. Still an addiction yeah
0: i i think you you can uh pick and choose uh some addictions uh like a uh, physical addiction like exercise i think is probably not horrible it could be um and then like uh caffeine addiction is is probably not horrible like, you know relative to other addictions um <laughs> there are ones that don't have any benefits like at least exercise and caffeine have benefits but um you know uh, uh, cocaine or, or uh, heroin <laughs> don't really have benefits.
1: <laughs> not really, not really. Uh, but uh, basically, what uh, what what uh, I think meditation can help with addiction is that the meditation that this guy talks about is is uh, to regulate your emotions, to regulate your thoughts, direct your attention and your your actions, right? all All of this comes from the emotions, the same as addiction, so what I think is that if people maybe knew how to channel themselves, how to direct their emotions, how to regulate them, how to you know really really handle their own mind, handle their emotions and then and and therefore act in a more healthy way, more productive mm-hmm. way, then Maybe people wouldn't be so much on their phone. Or right. maybe people wouldn't be do doing drugs, you know? Yeah. So a lot
0: of what I have heard about addiction is that a primary cause of addiction is lack of meaning in life, lack of fulfillment, that kind of thing. Um, you ever hear about the the, the rat park experiments? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll just explain for the audience but they, they did uh, experiments uh, with rats in a cage um, and they had like a, like a water bottle that was full of like heroin or cocaine or something and the rats would, would kill themselves very quickly just like they, they'd get addicted to the cocaine uh, or whatever the substance was um, and, uh, and they would die out pretty quickly um, but then they repeated the experiment, but they gave the rats what they called rat park and like a rat paradise a rat paradise yeah. yeah and they had all they had other rats in there they weren't isolated they had things to play with they had you know uh whatever whatever a rat can dream of you know that gives would give a rat fulfillment and the the rats partook from the cocaine but they did it once or twice and they didn't get addicted and they they didn't kill themselves off they had they led fulfilled lives and so that was one of the things they they learned from that study and i think it's been repeated in other types of studies that um there's a similar addiction comes from that kind of thing
1: there's a similar uh, there's a similar there's like another version of it which is interesting uh-huh. like, they instead of making like a rat park And just having them do fulfilling things, like have a mate, socialize. Rats are very social animals, by the way, extremely. They cannot be sold in singles. You have to, two of them. Uh You have to get two of them. Otherwise, they die. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, so they, instead of having like a small, fulfilling, like little circuit for them for it to have a purpose, they actually did like a, essentially utopia. Uh Uh-huh. Like they didn't need rat-topia. it. They they didn't. Yeah, a rattopia. And essentially, they didn't have to get food. They didn't. They they had everything. In fact, like they didn't have any any problems. They didn't have to you know do something to get the water or do something to get the food or something. So they already had everything. Right. In those situations, they actually went more for the heroin. Like
0: oh oh because so when you have no, you have they had everything given to them. Yes.
1: So in a utopia, people fall to addiction more. Right. In something... It's hard to find fulfillment when everything is handed to you. When you have problems, people actually do less drugs. Right. uh, Or like at least the rats, right? They do less. And when there's a lack of purpose, they start doing it more again.
0: Yeah. I think that's the formula, right? You need to have challenges in life that are surmountable if you don't have any challenges or if you have impossible challenges, that's where you're gonna fall into trouble. But if you have challenges that you can get over, that is where you kind of find that fulfillment.
1: Yes. Let's see. Addiction, meditation.
0: So how how does that uh, kind of fulfillment uh, theory of, of addiction, correlate to, um, like using meditation for, uh, uh, to, to kind of get around addictive behavior.
1: Well, because, uh, these, these obstacles or surmountable obstacles that you you speak of, Mm -hmm. they can present themselves as thoughts Mm -hmm. or emotions. Correct. But there's a lot of people that when they're emotional, they just act. Yes. Have you encountered like some of these Karens and like some of, the, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> No those, offense those.
0: to any Karens out there. There's a good Karen too. I have a friend named Karen and she does not like
1: that. She's, <laughs> no, I, I know her. She's a really good, she's a really good gal. Uh, but uh, basically like in terms of the internet, right? These people that don't oh, know how to sure. handle their emotions or that act on impulsivity. Yeah. Right.
0: The internet is just road rage all the time like when people are driving they feel more comfortable yelling at people in other cars because they're behind the metal and glass and the other guy can't hear them so they could behind the wheel they're like fuck you you know they just like (laughs) you know so on the internet it's just like that all day except everybody can hear you but people have the same mindset that they could say whatever they want because Oh, I'm behind the computer. I'm not... Because in real life, nobody talks like that. Right. Nobody yeah. nobody does that unless they want to get into a, fu- a physical fight. But on yeah. the internet, people feel free to kind of just talk like nobody would talk.
1: Well, you can't get punched on the internet. <laughs> right. Right? Like, um, basically, what what ends up giving people purpose with meditation is that they get to surmount their emotions they get to tame them they don't get to control them they get to tame them Mm -hmm. they get to starve to the the emotions that they don't like and they get to reward the good emotions that they do like Mm -hmm. you kind of train your own mind i love that concept right and this is, gives you uh, the ability to appreciate. Have you ever just been watched, like, uh, just normally, just chilling, and you say, wow, I'm glad I'm alive? Has that ever happened to you?
0: Yeah, but it, it, it's not that frequent, but I have done it more since I've been meditating, that's for sure. There you go.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the result. That's the purpose. You can get purpose from the simplest Things, yes, and I mean just breathing, you can have purpose from that. Yeah, and that it just completely counters addiction. Yeah, because you're still gonna get obstacles, you're still gonna get challenges. The external world is still there, but you dominate the internal like a lot more. And as such, you can share this with some with other people, which which I do so myself. I'm doing so right now. Right.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. Um, the meditation uh, is, is good for kind of training your brain, like you said. Like I, I, I look at it like almost like exercise, like I'm training my brain to be more aware and mindful of, of what's taking place. And I don't know how exactly. It goes with that gratitude, like you mentioned, of just like, wow, I'm really happy that I, I'm alive and that I get to be living this existence, I guess it's kind of because you're kind of examining existence and then you learn to appreciate it. Is that the connection?
1: He The connection does come from the breath. Yeah. The reason is breathing is a testament that you are alive. Mm-hmm. Therefore, biologically, it makes you calm to breathe. Right. This is just innate your right.
0: existence. This is, this is true. And scientifically proven, Andrew Uberman describes a psychological gasp uh, type of breathing that you can do, which is you, you breathe in until you can't breathe anymore. Then you breathe a little bit more, and then you let it out very slowly. And it's called a psychological gasp or uh, sorry a psychological sigh and that is scientifically proven to relax you
1: it slowly raises your co2 a little bit uh-huh and uh, it makes you a little bit sleepy but it's it's if you do it the right way in the right intensity it just makes you calm yeah it's and good uh, stuff. it's amazing uh, bre- stuff. yeah <laughs> it, in breath work they also do the opposite to get right. in these really heightened states of mind, they don't lower the C, they don't raise this, the 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 CO2, mm-hmm. they raise the oxygen. They do these <sighs> right deep, mm-hmm. deep, fast. Look, you see it a lot in breath work from like yoga. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see it in yoga places. They'll do these weird like fast breathing exercises, like uh, Kundalini uh, yoga.
0: Have you ever done that?
1: Uh, it's I think it's just breath work. Okay. That's,
0: yeah, there's a type of yoga that I haven't done. Uh, it's called Kundalini, which has to do with a snake or a serpent, I think. But um, it involves a lot of breath work. That um,
1: I think I know what you're talking about. Actually,
0: leads to psycho- psychedelic states of mind.
1: Yes, and that's when you raise the oxygen. Right. You raise the oxygen in the blood, and you start getting a little lightheaded a little elevated per se and uh you know it's it's how you monks are high on life right just oxygen yes (laughs) 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 um so what
0: do you think social media is doing to society
1: oh man this is something that's always so heartbreaking to talk about but it's important because we have to, we have to tell people. Otherwise, it won't stop, right? What it ends up happening is that we we have our brains flooded with dopamine. Mm-hmm. Dopamine is not just a happy chemical; it is a happy chemical, but it's actually one of the main chemicals in the reward system. Mm-hmm. You can hear Huberman talking about this. this. Is actually yeah. where I learned it from. Uh, it it, this is why people that like let's say smoke a lot of weed really regularly they don't want to do anything because they have a dopamine withdrawal right they don't have enough dopamine in their system to want to do things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so this dopamine is also released when you're like scrolling and you see you know visual stimuli oh my god emotional reaction right oh my god this is new i'm i'm mad now oh my god i want to see something happy and 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 then getting likes and
0: algorithm feeding things that they know is something that's going to make you interact with it right which sometimes could be happy but most most of the time it makes you upset yeah
1: it's straight up like a toxic ex-girlfriend yeah (laughs) emotional manipulation to the max right <laughs> and just when you're just about to be sick of it he's like oh I love you yeah you get another notification yeah, as soon yeah. as you so thought like, you exited yeah, and you get another so, yeah <laughs> yeah that's what social media is and what ends up happening it, it becomes you know when people like again using the the toxic uh person male or female both are valid uh People end up just kinda just just secluding themselves right because uh they they already have all the mad in the world that they could need and also all the good feelings that they can get from this one thing, yeah, so people you know you hear uh men saying oh girl's this girl's that and you hear women saying oh you know the guy's this guy's that because they already have the happy hormones in their phone they don't (laughs) need human relations chemically yeah but it's in our programming right it's definitely a necessity so you end up with a mental health crisis not just on the guy side also on the girl side yeah and you can clearly see it in social media
0: yeah I was just thinking about this the other day that I think that there is, you know, on the one hand, it's good that we have so many conveniences these days, but also things are just too convenient. It's like what you talked about with the rat park where they got everything without having to work for it. That's what we have right now, not just social media, but anything. I mean, people can vape nicotine or marijuana immediately instantly you could get hardcore porn instantly you yeah. know you can order food you can order a, a taxi you could you could get whatever you want you don't have instantaneously. to you don't
1: have to move from your yeah anything and you I g- think that that just, is yeah
0: I mean on the one hand it's like it's amazing but on the other hand like I don't think this is good for us no
1: it's not good and uh, I think uh, like the 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 last drop that made the glass spill was covid Uh uh-huh that was definitely the last one but it was not the main cause
0: because once covid came and we said okay now you, you could stay home um and i mean i'm not gonna lie i love working from home that was a big part of why i took my new job but uh but yeah that was the beginning of people kind of more so realizing that you could kind of get away with staying at home forever and never leaving and yeah.
1: and some people some people do do that
0: yeah but i was going crazy you know i I remember towards the beginning i was living with my parents for a bit and um I, at some point i'm like i i need to get out of here um and like where, where are you gonna go like you can't go anywhere i'm like yeah i'm, I'm gonna go wherever i want i, I don't want to put them at risk, but so I moved out, but like, I I couldn't, there was no point. There's no point to life if you're just staying home and doing nothing. That's how I felt about it, you know. If you put me in a coffin with an IV and a catheter, and uh, (laughs) you know, so technically (laughs) I'm alive, but I'm buried underground and I can't do anything, I might as well be dead. That's kind of how I looked at it. Uh, And, you know, there's only so much Life you can live through your computer your t v you know have you read ready player one
1: uh no or seen have, the movie i have I think I've seen the movie,
0: so that might be reality one day when we're we're living t- virtual lives, no, but it's already it happening f- it doesn't feel.
1: It's already happening it's already happening but not to your chat not today all it's, these it's not getting this, there it's, it's getting it's, there it's getting it's gonna yeah. get there once the ai really yeah. gets really really proficient. it's already so it's, pretty it's good it's kind of
0: scary you know yeah. in ready player one world you could be at home with a with an iv and a catheter and you're just living your life on the internet
1: one day ai might be your companion one day like, AI might be your overlord. <laughs> also that, yeah. That yeah, that's a terrifying thought. Uh, but uh, meditation is 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 it's. I feel like it should be more prominent here in the West. It why? Why do you think it, it isn't? And
0: and by the way, do you feel like it's growing? Because I do feel like it. People are more so into
1: meditating than they used to be the people that you know the people that wake up yeah yeah some people never wake up yeah i know plenty of people that are still asleep yeah you know good people too yeah so it's like um you know it's it's a it's a oh my god it's a humanitarian crisis almost Uh uh-huh not necessarily humanitarian just psychological just a cultural crisis yeah yeah i feel like that's well, there, more there's accurate. something to
0: that right because if you look at the world and the d- various crises that there are especially you know war and global conflict like if if these people actually w- were uh like proponents of of meditation they probably w- wouldn't be doing it right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, uh, meditation can be many things. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, breathing and sitting down. Yeah. I do many types of meditation. There's active meditation. Yeah. Running is a meditation. Did you hear about this lady that just runs for like, I forget. I think Joe Rogan talked about this. This uh-huh. lady like does like 12-hour marathons. Does is not a, sleep. A, uh,
0: is it the, the the is it the guy that dresses as a lady?
1: I don't know, but this guy like tr- essentially trips balls on marathons <laughs> on like sleep deprivation and I wanna say I, I g-
0: wanna say the name Cam Haynes is coming to mind, but I thought that was a man.
1: Mm, I think it's a woman. Cameron Wyman.
0: Haynes. Is uh looks like a man but i don't know if it's the same person you're talking about oh you know what i might be confusing it with a different joe rogan guest i don't know but i i do recall this story of the the person <laughs> yeah uh, so
1: in in that sense that's uh active meditation it's a little extreme right uh a little extreme with the you know tripping and 24 hours whatever running right but uh-huh. Uh, there's active meditation And there's passive meditation Passive is when you're just sitting down Breathing Just existing Or doing some mindfulness exercises And then active Is like You know You see the, the Shaolin monks doing forms all the time and it Doing looks what? Forms
0: Like sword forms?
1: Yeah like a martial art form uh-huh. And that in, in itself is like From the gr- slums of Shaolin Wu-Tang You ever <laughs> listen to Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> Uh, not really. I it's don't. It's so interesting because they're very up, uh, into
0: like the kung fu Shaolin stuff, but <clears throat> their music doesn't sound very meditative.
1: Uh, it's you know, it's a, it's have <laughs> it, Shaolin is not like it's a it's a cultural the culture is meant to be shared. Yeah, it's okay if they use it in their rap songs. Yeah, I feel like rap did play a part in the evolution of music. Oh, for sure. Right. Uh, but active meditation is basically martial arts, fluid movements, uh-huh. and uh, even these like people at, at raves that have like the gloves and they're like, you right, know, right, they, right, They have the glowy fingers and they're doing all these patterns with their fingers. That's an active meditation. Right. These meditations can be, you know, in everything, even in walking. Right. The thing is, you have to get in con. You have to seek, meditate. You have to start to meditate. It has to be a decision that you have to take. Right, you know, and it's such a it, it it can you can make it really small, like just sitting down and just how do I feel? You know, I feel kind of uncomfortable. I breathe in and breathe out, and I feel a little better. That's a meditation that's the easiest kind that you can implement into your life, and you have other ones like uh going to the gym, believe it or not. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, was talking about how when he used to exercise, his mind was inside of the muscle. Mm. That's called. Uh, that's a. Uh, it, it. It. Um. It's closer to body scanning, yeah. which is another type of meditation. Yeah. But it's active because you're doing lifting. Yeah. So it's like you can do meditate on your day-to-day life in every little aspect, and you can enjoy every little moment of your life. Right you ha you can have this deep sense of purpose um you know in the simple things, and uh maybe you people that are addicted to things, maybe they wouldn't wanna drink or maybe they wouldn't wanna smoke or maybe they wouldn't wanna scroll <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. That's very very interesting with the uh the Schwarzenegger thing, uh with like being inside the muscle. Um I I use uh Sam Harris's uh waking up meditation app and uh, he he talks a lot about different philosophies of uh of meditating. So one one that he he does is kind of like to kind of um remove yourself spatially from where you think your consciousness is most people think that their consciousness is inside their head um which makes sense because or or people think so because you know that is where your eyes are so the or your visual is coming into your head while your auditory is going into your ears in your head basically the way that you interact on a consciousness level is mostly through inputs in your head. Um, But just because that is the interface doesn't mean that consciousness is only in the head. I I can move my arms. I can move my legs. And, uh, and, and if you actually try to look for your head, which is the most annoying instruction, Sam Harris gives, (laughs) um, you can't find your head. Your head doesn't exist in consciousness. Um, because you can only see outward, so no matter how hard you try, because you are you can't your, find head. your head,
1: you are your you <laughs> are your head. So it's like, it's like it, 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 this is really funny that you mentioned this because in Buddhism, the consciousness has no center, right? And that right there, that your head doesn't exist, that is, a, that should be your center, right? That should be the center of the observation of your consciousness. Yet when you go into deep meditative states, you can't seem to find the center of whatever you are. Right. Right? And for you, it's your head. Believe it or not, some people, it's their chest. Right. Some people, it's their stomach. Right. Some people, it's uh, different parts of their body. You know, consciousness is very abstract. Right. Like, even in our advanced technological state, we don't know, really, what consciousness is. We have a theory now that we're making AI. We have a theory on what consciousness is. Yeah. Um, We're kind of getting a little closer, but we're right. not there yet. And uh, if consciousness was solely internal, then all these shamans that use like chemicals to expand their consciousness, you know, they're in the center of the universe, or they communicate with spirits if consciousness is just internal that wouldn't make sense because there's people that have like visions there's mediums you know I'm not like I'm not saying like all the mediums that you should listen to all the mediums some people are just straight up like bullshitting yeah but I do have a belief that you know some people do have a sensitivity to maybe consciousness itself
0: yeah you know what do you think consciousness is like is consciousness uh you know something that a a mother and father pass on and and when the the baby is growing at at some point it it magically develops consciousness is it a soul that's given from god is it like a reincarnation thing like once you die there's consciousness in in every atom of your body and then it gets like spread back out to the earth and then it gets recycled for the next person
1: you know I feel like um I have two running theories on consciousness the first one is that a it's a survival mechanism to self observe so observe what you're doing in a passive manner but you you aware manner to study your own patterns Mm hmm from a survival standpoint that makes sense I mean there is some holes to that theory to be honest what's the survival benefit of of being aware that's the main thing like I uh, have no clue (laughs) it's gotta be something right probably if you bang yourself against the tree don't bang yourself against the tree right again right but a dog can do that like a dog can do that you know a dog dog is, is, is conscious right is it I would sense, think so I, I think to a lower level maybe Right So or, there's different levels am, well, of, actually, of consciousness Who am I to say lower? I could be wrong Different level Yeah it Like uh, it could be Just a different level I think I think
0: dogs are clearly Conscious um, I think Like uh, Are fish conscious? That I don't know Are insects conscious? That I Like I really don't know Are plants conscious? That, there's evidence of Certain types of plants That uh I, Joe Rogan always mentions this as a type of plant that if it it makes its leaves taste bitter if it if it, if something starts chewing on them so it, like it can uh, get the whoever's chewing on them to
1: leave The largest organism on planet Earth is a group of trees. Mushrooms I thought. Well, that's the thing. It's a mushroom but the trees like the roots of trees oh. are interlinked with mycelium. Yes and insects use this mycelium to trans like to transport like things and bugs eat this mycelium right and the plants use this mycelium and well, i think I, I read something about it i'm not actually 100 percent sure on this but i read somewhere that they use this mycelium to essentially communicate right right so it's like the internet for yeah, plants uh, like if freaking blue alien avatar like you know where <laughs> no, everything pulses yeah never, i never saw it <laughs> yeah i, I saw it. it's not a great movie <laughs> <laughs>
0: every time someone tells me it's a really good movie someone else tells me it's not a great movie and so i've never seen it
1: <laughs> yeah it's like a it's a like if you like cgi like and you like biological look of things then uh. sure go for it right but as a plot twist or like a yeah, thing, I care
0: way more about the story and really the acting yeah. and the writing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that movie costed so much. I forget how much, but it was yeah, like, it was uh, like a record. Record, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and essentially, <clears throat> uh, I you know these these levels of consciousness, you know, like the second theory on consciousness. The the first one is that it's self observing the second one is just that it's an illusion
0: interesting okay i just uh finished sam harris's i keep keep mentioning him but he is a big part of my journey here but i I just uh finished rereading his book on free will where he calls free will an, an illusion but even sam harris would say that consciousness is the only thing we can be certain is not an illusion but i kind of i'm on the same page with you maybe it is an illusion i
1: disagree because the fact is that in our variety of stages in life our personality doesn't necessarily change our old personalities are still repressed this is like a psychological thing okay we have many personalities in our brains okay? okay essentially what unites The all these personalities, like the child, you know, Mm -hmm. or the the scared person, or the soldier in Vietnam, or Mm -hmm. the different versions of you inside of your mind, what unites this is the ego, huh? Which would be the center, quote unquote, of you, right? Um, So if the case is that consciousness originates from the ego. Then consciousness is a part of a very elaborate illusion that is meant <laughs> that is meant for all of your personalities to harmonize into one being. Uh-huh. Interesting.
0: Okay, I, I was thinking it's an illusion um just in in terms of like uh simulation theory matrix like we don't know if if this world is even real type of
1: illusion <laughs> well that's a running theme every time there's a new technology right everything is that technology right you know like uh <laughs> it it like now reality is simulation or an ai right before it was you know, the internet, right? Yeah, well, or it, like
0: the simulation or, or AI. I mean, I think it's that's both the same, uh, similar theory. Actually, I guess they're not the same. The the simulation theory is would be like this entire world is fake, and, and we're living in the Matrix. We're living in the Sims. We're living, but uh, AI. Type of simulation theory is like we're living in Westworld, and we we don't realize that we're robots. We just we think that we're humans, but you we're, know what I think we're actually wrong.
1: I I feel <laughs> like me and my existence, like I used to be, what would be an NPC, and now I am like a regular yeah regular person. That's be- what the
0: AI. That's what it's about. That's what waking up is. That's what that's what. Have you seen Westworld?
1: Westworld. No, I have not. Dude,
0: Westworld is a huge mind fuck and I want to start rewatching it and if you want to watch it with me, I would love to rewatch it from the beginning now that I've have all this meditation, AI uh simulation theory, mushroom trips. I've like now by that I've way, had it th- all under my book, belt. I think I will appreciate it a lot if more. If you
1: t- if you read this, this book is in English by the way yes. as well. It not it doesn't necessarily <laughs> It, it, you can buy it in English. Yes. Okay. And I bet it would be a crazy experience on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I've only once done a micro micro dose. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't necessarily know what the full effects are. Yeah. But I can imagine just for by the slight effects that I once got, I... I think it would be a crazy experience to just read this book, especially the chapter on, like, feelings Uh and, like, transforming feelings. Yeah. He talks about how you can transform a bad feeling into a good feeling. Okay. Right? And uh, you actually probably have seen me do this. In case space. Oh, okay. You wanna tell me more <laughs> about how,
0: how to do that?
1: So yeah, 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 of course. So it talks about the nature of anger. And like essentially anger is when we're like flustered, it's like this little monster that kinda steals your self control and tempts you on like, you know, just like go of the self control. It's okay, you don't need this. You you don't need this. You don't need the self control. Yeah. You don't need this. <laughs> right? And the only way that you can disable this anger before you say anything bad or you do anything physical that you might regret is essentially just standing in there and just being like, this anger is a part of me. I have to learn to analyze and dissect and then put it back together and embrace it. You have to rationalize. And then become accept that it's part of you, man. Mm-hmm. It's just you, right? Like you can you can, you you can do this, right? So it it's it's definitely there's there's a level of maturity that is required to control yeah. anger, uh, or necessary not necessarily control. Pardon me, not control, tame, right? Tame, or or I would even say control. Almost
0: your reaction to it, like you you don't uh, necessarily get rid of the emotion, but you don't act. uh, You know, you you don't. You're not driven by the emotion to act out.
1: Well, uh, your your emotions guide your thoughts. Yeah. Your thoughts guide your actions. Right. And your actions, well, they guide your destiny. Yeah. So just by Becoming one with your emotions, you allow your thoughts to fall in line the right way, and your actions. You start doing things. Right. It, it, the ironic part is that we we as humans beings say, you know, you're emotional. What's wrong with you? Emotions are the source of you doing. You know why depressed people don't do anything? They don't feel anything. Right yeah they don't that's why they don't they stay at the room they don't have a reason like the emotions are the fuel to an engine right your mind is the frame of the engine and then your actions comes the the force that comes out of that engine Mm -hmm. how you channel it is entirely up to you right right so emotions are not pointless right they are in fact very useful right okay
0: and that could also be a An evolutionary benefit.
1: Yes, but it's also a part of you that you need to embrace. To become the greatest self that you can be, you must accept yourself and your emotions so you can use your emotions to fuel your mind, Yeah. fuel your actions.
0: These are very wise words. It took me many years to get to where you are. Um, well, you and, know, and not not where you are because you seem like you're. I mean, we're both on, on different journeys, but your journey is uh, probably even further along than mine in a lot of ways.
1: In the spiritual but sense, mayhaps right? <laughs> mayhaps But I have, for example, I have done my spiritual journey, I have not done my material journey. Uh-huh. I only started. My material journey. I only started looking for jobs. I only started right. like having being capable of learning, and like being successful. So like, where you are, more farther into than, than I, in my opinion, you already yeah. have a job. You already have an apartment. <laughs> well, I I I always feel like I'm starting
0: a new thing from the beginning. And I, and by the way, and I I did start a new job, and I did start a new apartment, and I'm in a new place. But also in general. Um, I always feel like I'm starting, and I'm always like, well, "Where do I start?" <laughs> you ever heard the the saying, "Uh, you live two lives; the second begins when you realize you only have one."
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's so accurate.
0: But I'm always beginning. I'm always beginning again, reborn. Well, every
1: <laughs> it, it, I there's a poem that. It, accentuates what you're saying right oh, now yes let's hear in, it in Is it the, in the book? same guy the same well, it's, oh you it's, have it written out i have two poems oh yeah let's hear i have the main one that accentuates what you what you said uh about always beginning and essentially it goes like this an autumn leaf never dies it just changes form after a bright life in a tree it falls to the ground then it merges into the earth and emerges again in a new form in a fascinating color yeah every end is a new beginning yeah that's why you're always starting exactly every end is a new beginning
0: yeah and and so if the if the first leaf was conscious then it would have passed on the consciousness to the the new life <laughs>
1: yeah It's like... um, Oh, this is a great poem. In Venezuela, like, these Indians used to burn some trees to, like, scare the evil... They believe that it scares the evil spirits. Uh And then I would be like, you know, like, what's so, like, uh, constructive about burning forests? And I remember my teacher from, like, my school saying, well, you know, the ashes from trees are actually, like, an excellent, like uh fertilizer uh-huh so like where you burn some trees and like like often forests grow like super fast and that like in the ashes of a tree they grow super fast uh-huh because those are all the minerals that right. the tree has been absorbing for years right and imagine just a, like a little seed just waiting for those minerals to just and it just forest comes from the ashes of a of a dead tree So, uh, like, uh, you can see it in nature, too. Like, every end is a new beginning. Not just from the personal, like, journey that you have.
0: That's amazing. So, how frequently and for how long do you actively meditate? I know meditation can go into everything that you're doing. But, like, how, how often do you just sit there and do nothing except meditate
1: so uh, that's passive meditation passive meditation i've done like i remember when i when i was going through my shamanist like little stage uh uh, i would meditate for one hour and then i did two hours and then i did three hours wow and i would trip (laughs) yeah like with no drugs yeah i would just have these visions of like wolves Like people that I wouldn't That I didn't know And like I would be in these Elevated states of mind Um, Just from breathing For like extended But closed eyes Disciplined you know Just let thoughts go And eventually you just stop thinking That's the weird thing about it Because the moment you stop thinking That's when the other side Shines through You know how like I remember this guy in K Space, he told me the way you talk to God is by not thinking. Uh-huh. By asking, not thinking, and waiting. And I, I feel like there's some truth to that. Uh-huh. I'm sure prayer slots into there somewhere, right. somewhere in the middle. Slots right. into there with prayer. But I feel like uh you know knowing how to like get into these deep states of consciousness is also like uh, one of the the parts of of, you know elevating yourself right at least that's what I believe
0: yeah what what uh, what do you say to people who are skeptical or uh, resistant uh, to meditation
1: a lot of the people that are resistant to meditation is because they've been conditioned to always do something they must always be occupied with something i'm like that a lot they've been doing that their entire lives all their lives have been occupied with something there's not a single moment where we just kind of sit down and are just like "Ah." and when we do that we feel a a huge relief you know and like you're doing nothing. You're literally doing nothing. And there shouldn't be a reward for that, but there is. Mhm. Why is there a reward, you know? And probably some chemicals thing, but like uh right. evolutionarily like Especially with the scrolling. Yeah, the scrolling, my god. It's a way to fill in
0: boredom, you know, but but being bored is actually a, a good yeah. like and the the fact that we are always occupied because <laughs> we can never n- not be doing anything and, and in fact I'm usually doing multiple things at the same time like I'm, I'm never just watching TV I'm also eating and I'm also playing on my phone at least <laughs> my, my
1: best my, my greatest ideas in terms of philosophy or like meditation or like what I should do in my life the greatest ideas that always come to fruition through my action are the ones that come through my mind with no input and I'm bored uh-huh. in these empty spaces there's tiny little fractions of whatever or what I desire or maybe what I what just by default I'm meant to, to think or just who yeah. I am in my purest form and these things just naturally come up in this empty space Yeah. And or, maybe that- or some people may call it God uh-huh. I don't know you know it depends on who you ask but uh it's you know it's always during these empty moments that the best ideas and and the most life-changing thoughts and emotions come yeah yeah you know also people avoid because some people don't like experiencing emotions Uh uh-huh so in these empty moments some people just occupy their minds so they can just keep evading their emotions
0: yeah, it's always escaping, and and maybe that's why people come up with some of their best ideas in the shower because they can't bring their cell phones <laughs> into the shower <laughs> until you
1: put until you put on a case. Coming soon. I
0: I do know people who uh, listen to podcasts in the shower, but you know what? I listen to way too many podcasts, so the only time I'm not listening to a podcast is in the shower, and that's probably a bad thing because I'm always occupied with something (laughs) but at least when i'm taking a shower i'm forced to have a break
1: (laughs) yes you know that's like literally the the for some reason the the you know the religious figures uh tell me that it's not right to pray in the shower but that seems to be the moment where i just naturally pray Uh uh-huh I, I have that. I have moments of, you know, stillness in my life that are not in the shower, but I never just naturally pl- pray. You know, it's always uh, for some reason and you know, it it also brings up um what do you call these baths that rabbis have, the, the mikvahs, the mikvahs, you know. I think that the mikvahs hold an important part in like the mystical part of uh-huh. Judaism because um, it's like purifying right and maybe the shower is like the modern mikveh. right it may not be like spring water the purest water of the pure but right. you, you are eliminating impurities from your skin yeah. you know and in some people after a shower they feel renewed yeah so in a sense also spiritually yes there's a yeah. reason why
0: water and rain and rivers, they, these are always metaphors for purification. There's a reason why. I think it makes sense. Um, Alex, we are getting to the end of our time. I want to thank you again for joining me. Before you leave, what is one thing if you had to choose only one thing that you want me and all of our listeners to know?
1: Live life moment by moment. And make sure to find yourself, understand yourself, and embrace yourself. Uh, if If it's uncomfortable, also embrace yourself. If it's comfortable, also do it. You have to be your greatest self. You have to completely embrace who you are. Now I know.